you know, I, I, you know, you hear things about what was said on television and all of that. I didn't have the line to scrimmage, so, you know, I'd just be speculating and giving you some hearsay. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Coach Tomlin doesn't want to speculate there, but, you know, Max and I, we've got nothing but time here in the locker room on a Monday, so we'll do a little bit of that ourselves. Wesley Euler in for Wolf today. Max still back in Green Bay before he catches his flight up out of there. Max, let's let's jump right into that because I know we talked about it there um, with Juan at the end of last segment just briefly, but I think it deserves more than a, a, a minute or two. You know, one of the things that Arthur Motes and I talked about on Friday was how – you know, it felt like the, the the blueprint for the Steelers wasn't a mystery. You know, while the offense is working through some growing pains and and, and, and trying to figure out um, their limitations, you, you need your defense to lead the way. You need your defense to take some possessions away, to set your offense up in short field opportune moments, right? We discussed a lot of these things. Offense can't give the ball away. You can't give the other team easy points. And part of the equation, too, was – like we saw in Buffalo, you need your special teams to to kind of be a, a net positive, right? If you can not block a punt for a touchdown every single game or block a kick for a touchdown every single game, those are great. But even if you can, you know, if you can get a big field flipping return from Ray Ray McLeod, those type of things are what you're going to need to win games as currently constructed when your offense is struggling to score. Man, they created that splash yesterday and and to see it not turn out like I think you and I probably both agree that is that's not the sole reason that they lost this game. It's it's you know it's the National Football League. Bad calls happen. You have to be able to overcome those, persevere those. There's still a whole nother half of football, but man, that really felt like that moment that the Steelers needed at that time. Things aren't going your way in the first half. All of a sudden, you can be up right, um, but you find yourself down a touchdown. The Packers are getting the ball back at halftime. It went from all right, that's what we need, and we're in this, and let's go to feeling like a, a real gut punch. That that was a that was a big killer for the Steelers. It was not the sole reason that they lost the game, but man, things could have could have definitely played out differently had that gone Pittsburgh's way. Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was the moment where you're like you shut you, you, you not let's say you shut up the crowd, but yeah, essentially you shut up the crowd. Oh, okay? you did. That's yeah, they were say. shocked. And it was a it was bewildering how they called that penalty at that point because it was that moment that you looked for. It was that Buffalo moment, right? Of the block punt, boom, get it in the end zone. It's a block field goal and Minka takes it yard. I mean, it, it was the best thing that could have happened in that moment and you breathe new life mm -hmm. into it and that was worse than a gut punch. I mean, that that was that was the old Shawn Michaels WWE sweet there chick. You music, right? There you go. There you go. That was it, a stone I mean, cold exactly, stunner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It just it just takes you out of your boom, lights out. You yeah. wake up. What happened? What happened? What what, what, what did I miss? Um, type of moment. It, it was, and it was so deflating. It was so deflating, um, live and in the moment because you're just like, what? Are you serious? Are you kidding me? And you go and review it, and you still find yep. a flinch. Maybe I I don't even know. Yeah, um, looks looks good in all the angles that I've person. seen. Yeah, I, I'm like, and I looked at it from the from the rear angle, and you see 
Ball's moving, Joe's moving. Ball's moving, Joe's moving. Doesn't matter what the rest of the people on the offensive side of the ball are doing. Right. It's ball moves, humans move. Joe was a faster human in that moment. <laughs> he had the fastest <laughs> twitch muscle. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, where does this, I mean, you know, it, it, that's the frustration and yeah. that's the human element of this game. But, but man, come on, come on. In that moment, that's too big a moment for you to make that decision and then make it late. Like, it's different if as soon as it happens, you throw it, right? And it's sitting there, you know he caught it in that moment. But for it to come that late in the progress where you thought about it, you should have kept that tucked in. And we knew coming into this game, this crew was the, the that throws the most flags. They throw a lot, yeah, crew. average a 20 a game, I think it was, something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. They're professional flag throwers. We get that, <laughs> okay? Um, uh, you know, they definitely working. Maybe they need to go on the cornhole tour, um, uh, to get, to get, to satisfy those moments <laughs> before they come to the NFL season. But it, it was just ridiculous, um, uh, you know, for that moment, because like you said, there's a lot of moments in it because we talked about it earlier, right? A couple juju passes sure, sure. that were missed. The Deontay pass a hole by Najee, not utilizing pad enough, mm-hmm. but you get to right all those wrongs when you have that type of play, right? It washes the sins of the past away, especially for Minka it too. Who you, life. you know, you know, Minka was was you know kind of ticked that he didn't have that interception in the first half. That for him is a you know a a come good moment as well too with that athletic play he was able to make the catch that thing and keep it moving. Yeah, I mean, and think about Mel Ingram, another yeah, one. Yeah. Drop dropped interception opportunity there for him as well, where he tipped it up and just couldn't come down with it. So it was just it was like, man, all those shoulda, coulda, wouldas would have been righted in that moment with just one play. And I don't want to dwell completely on it, but I think it sure, did need sure. credence, like you said, Wes. It yeah. did need credit credence to let it breathe, right? I had to pop the cork on this one, <laughs> you know, because it was something that should have been in a different way. And I didn't see the television copy and hearing Juan talk about Gene Steratore say that was taken away. That just that just adds salt to the wound. It does. Yeah, I mean, it just it just stretches it just a little bit wider mm-hmm. open. And it's like, ah, we need stitches. This isn't a Band-Aid anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no there's no slapping a, a butterfly, a butterfly uh, Band-Aid over over that wound yeah. for sure. No Hello Kitty Band-Aid and a kiss on, and a kiss on the on, on the boo-boo. Yeah, the, teen- um, the Teenage Mutant one. Ninja Turtle Band-Aid and the, and the lollipop isn't making you feel better about this one. No, 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 it's not. No, it's not. I mean, but it is frustrating in the end because, you know, did it contribute to them possibly winning? We don't know. And we'll never know now because of that's that. That's what hurts. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, that's the worst part. It's, it's that, it's that, it's that feeling of what could have been versus what is currently in this moment. And we have to deal with what, what currently is because there were opportunities after that. There were opportunities before that and a game is 60 minutes. But it's those moments that can shift the tide in mentality mm-hmm. um, that if you do get it, maybe you don't have to press as much. Maybe you do get into the run game a little bit right, more. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you do explore, but when you're playing catch-up uh, in those situations, that, that just it frustrates, frustrates to say the least. Yeah, and in these, a lot of times in these kind of, these controversial situations, right, Max, I – 
I, I, I love doing the show with Arthur Motes because he's got the decade of NFL experience. I, I like to pick his brain from the player perspective on these things. Of course, you knew that a lot of the reaction was going to be, all right, well, how is that possible? You know, this is the National Football League. It feels like we review everything. There's 57 4K cameras. How can we let this happen? Where, that's, that's easy to say when you're on the Steelers' side of things. And, and again, I think particularly from, from just the emotional, passionate fan perspective. We got, this has to be reviewable. How can you not challenge that? How can you not this and that? But for you, as the former player, I know that that's a – that's a tough line to walk because we don't want to review everything. We don't want these games turning into five-hour contests where there's uh, games that already have a, a lot of stoppages and a lot of commercial breaks, adding even more to that. Where do you come down on that whole situation? Is it it's just it's the human element, it sucks, it's part of the game, or do you <coughs> think maybe there needs to be some, you know, some some full safe plans here to prevent those type of things from happening? You know, you know, it's funny. I mean, the instant replay booth was right next to the visitors radio booth yesterday. And it was one of those things where I literally at the end of the game, you know, I'm taking my stuff back up top. And I just wanted to hop in there and say, what did you guys see? <laughs> like, what, what was it? What was it that you called down to the headset and said, hey, he jumped because I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. And especially at that moment, like I'm on the sidelines. Like I was there with the ref that threw it. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm there. I saw the side judge throw it and I'm like, what did you tell the referee that the side judge saw that you then reconfirmed on camera? That's what I want to know, but you can't do that. I probably would have been banned for life from the <laughs> NFL. Cause I don't think I would have said it as eloquently as I just said it to you, Wes. Yep. I would have been a little bit more irate. I would have kicked the door and, you know, and, and, and probably threw some cameras or whatever, some video playback yep. equipment. Of course, made some made some moldy cheese jokes. Yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I should have grabbed a cheese head and just threw it at him. Homer, you know, but I'm like, said, you know, did I jump early on that throw? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. You're gonna call, you're gonna flag me for this one. <laughs> flag me for that. The unnecessary roughness with a piece of cheese. <laughs> Um, but I mean, but yeah, but that, that, that's, that's the frustration. In it. And I think when you look at those moments and we know that there's human fallacy, right? No person is perfect. Yep. No referee is perfect. You're giving a telephone book of emphasis on top of rules, amendments to previous said rules, clarifications. There's a 30 minute video that comes out every year <laughs> about clarifications. Um, but it's, it, you know, it, it's one of those things where you, you hate it in these moments because you know that you possibly derail people because of the decisions you make, as opposed to just not making the call. Sure, sure. Like, that's where, that's where it is. When we talk about there's so much instant replay, sometimes the flag needs to stay in. If you're not sure, don't err on the side of throwing the flag. Right. Like, let it be clear. I think that's where we're at versus over-reviewing versus letting some things happen, right? Because Just letting the guys decide can, it on the field, yeah. Yeah, let guys play the game. Like, you're trying to create all of these safeguards and cushions, give the illusion of safety and all these other things. I'm like, but this is a physical game. Sometimes it has to be knee-jerk. If you saw it immediately and threw the flag, I wouldn't have had a problem, right? right? It's hey, that pause. You saw it. 
Boom. It's that it's it's, it's all it's just confirmation bias, right? Of uh, Joe Hayden was in the backfield so fast he had to be offsides. He couldn't he couldn't have done that humanly. There's no way he could have done that properly when field goal blocks happen all the time. So I'm like, if you if you thought about it, keep it in the pocket. Yes, that, that's that, a great that's way. Just, Unless it's blatantly it, obvious, yeah. keep it in the pocket. Yeah, like I get if it's a safety thing, right? If it's a helmet to helmet contact. It's an unnecessary roughness where you got to wait a second and think about it in your head, err on the side of safety. There's no safety in this situation. Mason Crosby didn't come up with a hurt leg like he got tackled into or something. Like, it was a clean block, scoop, score. Like, that's an amazing play. You just took a top 10 highlight off of, off of the reel because you thought about it for a second come yep. on man that, that's that's where that's where i get mad no i i, so, I I'm, yeah. I'm i'm with you it's it's frustrating we all know anybody right and and this is one of those i mean i, I don't think you had to have played in the national football league like like max did and, and have a couple rings on your finger to know like we all know if you played sports at any level officiating and, and errors in that you know are are part of the game they they just are it is, in a way, part of why we love it because we love to scream about the refs and getting unfair treatment, or you know, maybe you like to gloat sometimes when calls do go your way. Like we all know that that is part of the fabric. But I, I'm with you on that. I think it just it has to be a a safety thing. You get it, right? But if you want the guys to decide sure. the game out there on the field, um, that's why they're paid the millions of dollars. That's why, like you said, almost eighty thousand people show up to Lambeau Field yesterday to watch they they don't show up to see you know yellow flags out to see cornhole out there on the field with the officials tossing yeah. bags around um they they go to see guys like joe hayden and minka fitzpatrick the five-star players make plays in these five-star matchups and it's it's frustrating like when you said that highlight gets taken away yeah it, it, and it's one of the things like you know let let Aaron make a late game hero heroic moment right and we'll live with it that's what, yeah we'll live with that but don't take away a play that keeps this game competitive, that keeps this game tight. It is a premier matchup, and these two haven't seen each other since Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, as far as the quarterback duel. And you want to see a 17-year vet versus an 18-year vet, guys who have Hall of Fame resumes yep. going at it. You know, we got that last night with Tom Brady and Matt Jones, a rookie and a GOAT. I'm like, why couldn't we have gotten this with these two? Yeah. Because the chances of them seeing each other again is slim to nothing. It's Super Bowl. Like Super it, Bowl. That's probably, about it. That's the only way you get it. And that was the last time we saw them. And I, I was on the sidelines for that one because <laughs> yeah, I was injured. So it is <clears throat> it's a frustration that when you do have these marquee matchups that you allow referees to infiltrate yep. the game as much and have that much influence over the game. Yeah, it is. I think everyone, everyone feels that frustration today, understands that frustration. <laughs> Max mentioned Gene Steratore yeah. there. If, if you want to pull your hair out, if you want to be even more angry, tomorrow morning Gene Steratore will be on in this building with the DVE morning show. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure I'm sure that'll be an interesting conversation between uh, Randy Bauman uh, and company there with Gene Steratore as it relates to uh, to everything 
that uh, that transpired with that decision to throw the flag in that moment and in a, a real backbreaking moment for the Steelers. We're up against it here. We're, we're overdue for a break. Got to get to a break, but we will get to your calls when we return on the other side. Ed, CR, Ernesto, hang on the line for us. We'll get to your guys' reaction when we return. He's Max Starks. I'm Wesley Euler. You're in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR. too much I think it starts with me is just trying to make too many things happen you got guys down and you're just trying to make a play and sometimes you just gotta trust your teammates and I think that starts obviously first and foremost with me and uh, I think they had over 100 yards before the fourth quarter rushing alone so anytime they can have uh, the run or the pass it's really tough to stop them defensively this is in the locker room with Wolf and Starks Presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. TJ Watt there talking about the frustration of the defense yesterday and, and mentioning the Green Bay success on the ground. Yeah, 15 carries apiece for A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Dillon going for 81 yards, Aaron Jones 48 yards, a combined 100 and 31 yards on the ground for Green Bay, if you include uh, a couple for Aaron Rodgers on, on some of his scampers as well. Max Starks, Wesley Euler with you here in the locker room on a Monday. You've heard plenty from Max and I over the first 90 minutes or so of the show here. Let's go to the phone lines for some of your reaction. Uh, therapy is now in session. Let's go to Ed in Cleveland. Our buddy Ed's been hanging on the line with us for a while. What's up, Ed? Good morning, Wes. Uh, good morning, uh uh, Max, how are you? Uh, just a quick, quick thing, real quick. I, Max, did I just hear you say something about you didn't play in that Super Bowl? Yeah, I did not play in '45. I was, uh, I went did, on IR. Oh, uh, did Pouncey didn't play in that game either? Did he? Correct. No, Pouncey so we did down, not. So we were down two, two starting. I didn't even realize that until you just mentioned that. That just came, that just came to my head. Wow. I tried, I tried oh, to and, forget about it, Ed. Well, and Willie Cologne. And Willie yeah, Cologne, well myself, and Marquise, Anyways, all three of us were out of that Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that until you just said that. I was like, wow, I must, I must have missed something there. Anyways, guys, uh, another thing I want to say, Wes, congratulations on your baby. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, we're, we're two, week, two weeks from today. Due date, oh, is, due date is two weeks from today. So I appreciate oh, wow. it, but we're still – Worst, I mean, I, I got the phone ready. It could happen. It could happen at any moment. But, yeah, Max, uh, <laughs> first first child for the wife and I uh, do exactly two weeks from today. We're, we're having a girl, so I'm ecstatic. I'm over the moon. I can't wait. And thank yeah, you for the yeah. kind words, Ed. I appreciate it. Yeah, I was, I, I was listening to uh, uh, SNR right before you guys came on, and I, I sort of missed your monologue because I usually listen to SNR, but you guys weren't on there right away, so I jumped in and I just called. I didn't even hear the monologue. 
anyways, I, 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 re- I really just wanted to call and say, you know, this has been a great 17 years of Steelers football. Like you said, Wes, you're 30 years old. Um, you don't know any losing. You, you've never, you never really nope. seen losing. You were 13 years old when Ben was drafted. You've never seen a losing team. Me, myself, I'll be 50 in a couple weeks here <laughs> myself. And uh, I remember the Lewis Lips days. I remember late of the of the of the of the the Super Bowl champion Steelers in the seventies, but I don't remember a whole bunch. But then I remember being in this town, the city of Cleveland, when the Steelers were not a bad team, but not a good team either. Sure. You know, we were we were like just in like purgatory there a little bit, you know, and the pre-Ben days. And then uh, uh, Ben came along, and blah blah blah. Here we are. But anyways. Now I just I, I, I know I, I'm I'm the ultimate optimistic, but I, I tell you I watched that game yesterday and I tell myself I think in about six years I'm going to go watch this guy in Canton. It's a 50 minute ride from Cleveland yep. and I'm going to go watch this guy in his Hall of Fame ceremony. You know, and it, and that's what one thing I look forward to. This guy's given me a lot of great memories. For these people who want to just bench the guy, I'm not ready for that. I don't I don't want him to go to the bench. I want him to play and finish out the year and whatever happens happens after that. I'll go I'll go one and sixteen before I want to see him go to the bench. But anyway anyway, I, I, I do want to talk about the game a little bit. It seemed to me, and maybe I'm wrong, but were we winning on first down? Were we running? Were we getting four yards, six yard carries on first down? It seemed like we were winning yesterday. So that gave me a little bit of positive about the old line. I just felt like like they could win a little bit, unless it was just the D line of Green Bay's wasn't all. What, what what's your guys' thoughts on that? Did you feel like we were winning, or were, were we not winning? Well, I, I think we were winning at the beginning, uh, and we yeah. were because the biggest thing was, you know, how do you neutralize Kenny Clark? Kenny Clark was the dog that you had to kind of corral, and they did a good job of that early on. Um, you saw the first run by Najee. I mean, pop for like ten yards. Uh, they were getting that three and a half to four and a half that you wanted to see where you won on first down rushing the football and put you in that second and medium situation or second and short situation. But the problem was, you know, you, you got a little bit too creative. You started trying to throw play actions more often on, on first down to change it up. And, you know, then we kind of got behind the sticks and then you kind of lose that run game. Um, going forward on those two fourth downs really hurt, especially that one on the short field where the, the Green Bay just responded immediately and put the ball in the end zone. Uh, that's what then hurts, and that's what gives you the cascading effect of, oh, my God, now we got to come out and throw the ball. And Ben ends up throwing the ball 40 times in this game. you know. But early on in this game, when it was one where they were ahead, it was close, it was tight, those were meaningful first down runs. So you saw that progression happen, and then we kind of got away from it. Right, right. That's what I say. Like, like, and, and, and in my opinion, now I, I, as I go forward, I, I think to myself: Now, Ben, being forty years old, to me, he's not, he's he's not shaking off Terrell Suggs anymore and uh, throwing <laughs> a, a dart to AB to win a game on Christmas Day or something like that. And that's those days are way behind us. So, so. My personal opinion is I think we sort of got to go back to that offense that we had last year with the bubble screens and the quick slants and, and you know, hit Ebron over the middle and, and Friar Booth over the middle. That's the thing we're, I don't think we're going to. And then on Friar Booth, I think we drafted a guy in the second round. We He's got nine targets this year and eight catches. Why are we not throwing him the ball? Those are so – I think those are frustrations fans – Fans in the stands, they want to just yell that moo type, type deal. Yeah. But, but anyways, 
And I, I just I felt like the offensive line played good. I don't think they were like uh, rated in the nineties by Pro Football Focus or nothing like that. But we got better. I think offensive line was yes. better as, as the week went. You know. And then as far as the defense goes, I, I you could see Highsmith and Watt weren't hundred percent. I could just see that. And then the Tyson Alu Alu effect is is it a real thing? I believe so. You know. And then with with is. is is there a Stefan Tuas sighting? Do you guys know anything on him? Can you give us anything? Uh, mom's mom's the word. I wish I had some inside info for you, Ed, but I think yeah, it's just it's one of those uh, things that yeah. until we know, we're not going to know. Right, and, and then I, I'm just yeah. in closing, guys. I I, I just. I still think we could win nine or ten games this year. I, I I know there was a lot of bad yesterday, but there was a lot of good too. Ben hits Juju on those two passes. We get that that field goal block. It's a totally different game, and people are just just totally different thinking different today. If we come in today, where yeah, we're still in last place in the AFC AFC North, but we're we're, we're two and two, and we're we're, go, we're our arrows are pointing up. Anyways, that's all I really got. Let's get somebody else in there and uh, from behind enemy lines. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Thanks, and all thanks the my call. Hey, thanks, Ed. Thanks for calling in as always. We appreciate yeah. it, partner. Yeah, and, and all the yeah. best to you in Cleveland. I I know that that's got to be rough right now. Uh, I, I can't think of Max. I can't think of many places I'd, I'd I'd rather not be right now than Cleveland. They've been they've been waiting for this season for twenty some years. Oh God, and, and you know what? Ah, you know, I, I'm just I'm I'm pissed. Uh, you know. Cleveland is one, and given my history, I mean, you know, this is a team that they can't handle, you know, the success without having a glow, which I get it, right? You you, you deserve this opportunity. You know, you're an expansion team that got brought back, right? You know, so yeah, it, it's, it's one of those things I look at it, and I'm like, this is the life cycle of the NFL. It, like, it is. Bad teams eventually have to get good. And good teams eventually have to cycle out. I mean, let's just face it. What we're going through is no different than what New England is going through right now. Um, you know, we staved it off for a long time. Um, ben has never had a losing season. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to think that. Um, How you know, spoiled but, we've I mean, been in that regard, too. It is insane. Yes. I mean, it's yes. Max, it you know, is. like like Ed was talking about me being 30 years old. Think about it. I mean, for over half of my life, Ben Roethlisberger, Sidney Crosby, you know, at the helm here in Pittsburgh, one losing season between those two. They've got 30 some years between the two of them. One losing season. It's insane. And it was Crosby's rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, it's just it's something that we have to look back on this and say, man, this was something special. It was. And yes, you're ready to crucify him right now. Um, and try and send him off to the pasture, but the, the, you know this this horse still has some miles to run before he's into the glue factory. Okay, guys, you know I think that's kind of one of the biggest things is don't be so quick to judge on this because transitions happen. Yep. And when you think about it, I mean Ben in what eighteen years has had what seven? You know, one, two, three, four, five coordinators. Yeah. And two head coaches. <laughs> How many other guys outside of a guy by the name of Brady can say that they've only had two head coaches? Yeah. Very few. That is pretty crazy. Very few. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Think about how many head coaches Baker Mayfield has had already. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, You know, so I I think that's one of the things where you look back on it. You just have to, 
appreciate what it is, but also continue to root because, you know, this this organization, this franchise has a history that's going to allow for this to just be a momentary lull. Agreed. They're not, not going to rest on their laurels. It's not going to be years of this. It's going to be something that we can get it turned around. And heck, we can still get it turned around this year. Um, but it, it's, it's going to take hard work. It's, I mean, it's not going to be easy where things have kind of looked easy early on. They, they're never easy. Yeah. But it's just, it's like a duck in water, right? You know, everything above ground Calm looks up great. Top. It's just gliding. Yep. Yeah, but it's furious below below the You're water. You're paddling like paddling hell below the water. Legs are going. Yeah, and I think that's what we have to kind of remember. Now, you know, it's not as still. The lake isn't as still. It's a right. little, it's a little turbulent. Right. So they got to work that much harder. So let's let them work and let's see what they come out with next week. Smooth sea never made for a skilled sailor. I think that's what they say. Something something yes. like that. And 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 to Ed's point too, and 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 Max kind of touched on this. That is the the whole like. NFL fan bases across the rest of the league, particularly in the AFC North, waiting to dance on the Steelers' graves because it's been 18 years since they can do so. Like, that is a privilege as a fan. So if if some of your Cleveland buddies or some of your Cincinnati buddies are giving you grief, just laugh, just smile, and know that they haven't had one-tenth of the happiness as football fans <laughs> that you have. <laughs> Ask them to go send you a picture of their Super Bowl trophy. Yeah, or <laughs> that's right. Playoff yeah. wins. Ever. I mean, I know Cleveland got one last yeah. year, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Show us that. Yeah, yeah it, it, those <laughs> those fan bases. You know, the Buffalo Bills as well too. Like they have been they've been earning they've been yearning for decades to have what the Steelers have had over the past uh, 17, 18 years. So it's it's important to keep it all in perspective. Let's sneak one more caller in here before we go to our last break. Ernesto down in Long Beach is on the line. What's up, Ernesto? Hey, good morning, Wes. Good morning, Max. What's up, partner? Good morning. Um, yeah, we're all going through it right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I just don't know how uh, – um, we had drives where we could have came back in that game uh, – we were still in the game in the beginning of the second half. Um, it would have been nice to have Claypool. <laughs> we, those, I, I feel like those catches, those balls that were thrown to Juju, if that would have been Claypool, uh, I think mm. he might have had that little edge on it because I, I believe Claypool is a little faster than Juju, right? A little bit bigger of a catch radius, I think it's safe to say, with his size. And, you know, some of those that are just, just out of your fingertips, you can definitely, um, well, yeah, let your mind wander down that route for sure. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I usually never panic, you know, I've been a Steeler fan, you know, for many years since I started watching football around, you know, seven, eight years ago, and uh, I never panic with, with Big Ben, because he's had seasons where, you know, he's just, he's like one of those older trucks, it takes him a little bit, but once you get it going, you know, he's not stopping, but it, it just feels a little bit different this time. You know, uh, and I don't know if it's just me or, or how you guys feel over there, but, you know, he's, he's starting to look a little, you know, slower to me than, than usual. And I don't know if it's a, it's the offensive line deal, but, you know, I wouldn't be mad if, uh, you know, maybe this were his last year, the way it's looking around. Cause I don't know if I can take another two three games like this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, because not looking it's not only is it's not looking too good like it, it usually i've seen ben lose games and they don't look bad it's like you know what he had a hell of a game right and made a made a couple mistakes but uh, uh this offense just doesn't seem to get it going in the passing game and i mean he did have that touchdown pass but 
you know, the, when it was situational football to, to where you needed those pass, those passes to get caught or thrown, uh, everything's getting thrown inside where, where teams are boxing us in. It's like, where, where are the outside passes? Is there no time to throw the ball? Is it, I, 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 I've seen a couple instances where there was time to throw the ball, and then the ball just wasn't thrown far. You know, it's just, I don't know about you guys. It's just my observation of the game. I don't know how you guys felt about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you there. I mean, there, there were opportunities. The question is, where in the progression was it versus the pressure? Because um, there was a couple of times, you know, where Ben, I mean, you know, he's going through, he's trying to look off a safety, and the next thing you know, a guy's in his lap where, yeah. you know, guys have, have given up pressure. They haven't sat down on a bull rush. You know, that was the other thing that kind of frustrated me with the offensive line. Like, yes, they took steps forward. And yes, you don't want them pass setting 40 times in a row. But there was a couple of times where I'm like, man, the pressure got there so quick. Whereas, like, did you not anticipate the bull rush or sit down on the bull rush? And, like, that was one of the things. Like, you know, Kevin Dotson, who got injured, had a hip flexor injury because of it. You know, kind of that turf was not, you know, still a little slick. Because it wasn't raining consistently, but it was it was consistently misty, yeah. if that makes sense. It was soggy out um, there. In the game. Yeah, it was soggy. The, the ground started to get a little slick when you got field turf cleats. And, you know, he kind of did like a split. Trey Turner didn't sit down on a bull rush another time from Kenny Clark. Dan Moore got, got driven back into Ben a couple of times. And it was just one of those things where it was just, ah, like those moments where you want to see it because you, you see it opening up, you know, because – I could see it, and I'm just like, ah, missed opportunity. He had to force it and throw it somewhere else. But there were a couple of times where it's like, Ben, why didn't you get to that one? Yeah, yeah. You know, why, what, where was he at in your progression, or did he not run the route you were anticipating once you stepped outside of the pocket? Those are the things where it used to be anticipatory, where Ben could run around six, seven seconds. Trust me, I know. Yep. <laughs> I was a guy blocking when, on those six and seven second days. Uh and you're just like, oh, my God, get rid of the ball. And he makes a fantastic play. Those things don't happen as much. Ben has a quick uh, release now. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, when we're talking about the pass rush defensively earlier, like Aaron Rodgers is quick to get that ball out. You know, when he hears that internal clock at three seconds, Boom. he knows yep. Cam Hayward, TJ Watts going to be destroying me. So he gets the ball out quickly. And we just, it's just that rhythm's just not there mm -hmm. yet. That's a good way and to put it. And because you don't have your full complement. You don't have your full complement of receivers available to you. Like you said, Chase is not here. We know Juju is still dealing with the ribs. But so Deontay so just missed a week as well, too. Ball. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had guys coming out playing off an injury, and they weren't at 100%, but it was still in a position where we could have played. And once again, it's just missed opportunities. That's the frustration that we're feeling now today is the missed opportunities, what could have been, and that's what we kind of have to deal with. You know, I talked about this last week with Wolf. You get 24 hours. This is within our 24-hour yep, yep. grieving period, and then you got to wash it away. you got to wax on, wax off that. That's right. By dinner time tonight, you got you got to turn the page and, and start looking ahead. Uh, we'll get to the last of your reaction when we return. We'll close out the locker room on the other side. Max Starks, Wesley Euler on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Max and I called it first. If the Steelers have a great turnaround of the season, you know, starting this Sunday at Heinz Field against the Broncos, Mick Jagger gets all the credit. All right. It's going to be all because of the Stones juju tonight at Heinz Field. If you're going to the show, have fun. Enjoy yourself. Hopefully you can stay dry out there. Just a few more minutes left in the locker room. No time to waste. Let's go to our guy, CR. Steelers Nation Chicago is on the phone line. Talk to us, CR. What's up, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? CR, Steelers Nation Chicago. Privilege to get in with you guys, man. I've been missing you earlier because you guys were on, um, you weren't on SNR, you were on ESPN. I just figured out how to, how to do that today. Want to shout out to you guys and the Ninjas. One shout-out to Juan, Ed, Ernesto, and specifically to Fry Guy. Hey, we got you on board, Fry Guy. You <laughs> give us uh, 32 cities and 112 different members, so thank you for being on board. Um, hey, guys, I'm really uptight about, about what's going on here with the game. Um, I'm just uh, – I don't know wh- wh- where I'm at with this. Um, I, I know what you're saying, Max, about, um, you know, hanging in there. and uh, But I haven't been down – and I've been around since 73, actually 74. And I haven't been down like this here since um, the 76th year. But that was a, a whole different team. Uh, my comments real quick, because I know you got other people and you got to run. Um, I, I kind of been throwing at least uh, seven, maybe eight high balls. But my specific, and I want your feedback on this here, third quarter, 239 on the clock, uh, fourth and fourth ball on Green Bay, 32-yard line. Uh, ben throws to Harris, 22, in the right flat. He catches at the 34-yard line, two yards behind the line of scrimmage, gets stopped at the 34-yard line, uh, two yards behind the line of, uh, the line to get to. That made it six yards. Uh, uh, what are your comments on that? Why is that particular play taking place? CR, that, that, that is the million-dollar question. Hmm. Um I don't know. I mean, because that's one of my frustrations is that on fourth downs, the swing route is your best bet. Um, I don't know what is supposed to be going on. I don't know what the progression is. Um, I haven't watched the game film yet, but that was one that I know in game, both Wolf and I were looking at it and we thought that Pat Fryermuth was open um, in the middle of the field. And so I got to watch it to actually look at what the routes are. I haven't had a chance yet since I'm still here in Green Bay, but that, that's mm-hmm. going to be my question because that that's the yeah. indictment on the offense if that if that's what your yep. fourth down is because we've seen it on more than one occasion in a fourth down and we haven't converted a fourth down because of that. And that is mm-hmm. not a downfield throw or across the line of scrimmage throw in those situations. So I that that that's one that I, I'm I'm befuddled and I'm frustrated with because we know that there's plenty of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, outside of Najee, that can make guys miss as well. Uh, 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 what? What's up, man? Yeah, I, CR, look, man, you, you just can't – it's not – whatever, however you want to label it, smart football, whatever, you just can't be throwing short of the sticks on possession downs as, as much as the Steelers are. It happened moments after that with, with Juju as well, too, on a fourth down – that to me, that, that that just can't happen. Regardless of the situation, regardless of who you've got confidence in, what the read is, you cannot be throwing short of the sticks on possession downs, particularly fourth downs, as much as the Steelers have been. That's just that that's not smart football. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other one is pretty much the same thing. It was a ten twelve left in the game, fourth and five. Yep. 
on the Green Bay 47-yard line. The same thing happened. They throw them behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, I guess, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like like you, Matt, in a, in a minute. I'm um, I'm, I'm going to give them until, um, until the break. And then after the break, they got to come out with this. Um, I do think that we need a, a, a quarterback that's got some movement because, as you were saying, when you played with Ben, he was able to, to shrug people off. But I mean, the brother's almost old as I am. <laughs> and uh, he's, um, you know, his mobility is, is not there. But anyway, um, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm, I'm, I'm a die. I'm a die with what's going on. But I got one last comment before I say my closing thoughts. And it's not necessarily picking on you guys. But um, to all the sitting on the couch, GMs, head coaches, offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, special team coach, quarterbacks, and bandwagon fans, uh, you and the could have, would have, should have have no impact on the game. It happened. I saw it. We all saw it. It's a dead issue. When you just relive it, it just, you know, gives my stomach to be upset. So, hey, with that being said, appreciate you guys. Thank you, CR. In between time. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Who? Who? There he goes. CR in Chicago. Uh, Max, that'll do it for us today. We're up against it here, and I can't keep the Godfather waiting, all right? I don't need the fish head no, in, nobody, in my refrigerator. Uh, so we got to run today. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Max, for letting me sit in. Had a lot of fun chopping it up with you. I appreciate it. Uh, you'll have Wolf back for the rest of the week. Thanks to our buddy Jacob for producing and everybody who uh, who jumped in on the phone lines as well. Stan Saverin up next. Uh, for Max Starks, I'm Wesley Euler. You've been in the locker room on ESPN Pittsburgh and SNR.